your vehicle to the past doesn't need roads or even 1.21 gigawatts. It's the Retro Network Time Machine with Jason and Mickey! All right, we are back, and uh, we're going to talk a little bit about our summer vacations. And, uh, man, just the feeling of that last day of school, you know, it's usually like a half a day. You're watching movies, you're, you know, just kind of doing whatever, playing board games, wondering why in the world I'm in this school. <laughs> yep. And then that bell rings or, you know, you get the call over the loudspeaker that your you know, parents are there picking you up, whatever is the case. And you get that just stepping out of the school, that summer vacation feeling. And you're like, oh, it's just like a weight off your shoulders. Yeah, turning and, around and flipping the bird and just going yeah. on to the car and your mom beats you half to death for it. Yeah. <laughs> Best day of the year. Such a great time. And then, I, I don't know, I always had that feeling like my mind was wide open. Oh, all the stuff that I'm going to do this summer. Oh, yeah. And y- you get these kind of huge plans and sometimes you'll have a you know a week long vacation planned already the parents have set and something you can kind of look forward to but i don't know i always had just had that feeling of freedom you know that last day of school going into summer vacation yeah our summer plans as kids where we were were always ruined by the parents cuz you're right we'd make these big plans like hey yeah we're going to hike up to three miles up the railroad tracks and camp up on the hill for two days. And then we'll come back and your parents are like, yeah, I don't think so. (laughs) (laughs) So so we make a lot of plans that never came, came to fruition back in those days. Yeah. It was fun to like one of the, the memories that I was thinking, just thinking about summer vacation is, you know, all the kids are out of school. So you're able to stay out later. You know, you didn't have to come in for dinner and stay in afterwards. Uh, just because there was a school night the next night. You know, you went back out after you got done eating and you could play games and stuff after dark. I remember in my neighborhood, a lot of the kids would get together and we would play this game called Jailbreak. I don't know if you ever played this or not, but it's kind of like hide and seek, but you had somebody's porch was always the jail and we would kind of get everybody together in the like the middle of the, the street. So... Not like literally the middle of the street, but like one of the houses that are in the middle of the, you know, going down to the end of the cul-de-sac. So we could go one way or the other, and we would always kind of set our boundaries. All right, you can't go past so-and-so's house. But you'd hide, and then you've got like a couple people that are like the the, uh, cops or whatever, and you got to find the people. Once you find them, you got to grab them, you got to tag them, and then you take them back to the jail, which is somebody's porch. And then other people could kind of sneak over and try to tag them and get them out of jail so they can like just, you know, kind of wander back into the neighborhood and hide again. But it was just kind of this cat and mouse game that we played. And it was always at night. So and being on a cul-de-sac, didn't have to worry about traffic or anything. Right. And and like I had mentioned before, none of us had like privacy fences or anything. So we could go, you know, all the way around somebody's house and hide behind a shed or whatever climb a tree we always had like limitations as like i said rules and stuff like that that we would do but that was one thing that i remembered that summer vacation right there when all the kids are out at night and there's shenanigans going on you know (laughs) well i used to watch 
different television shows and would fantasize about that thing you're doing there because you lived on a street where there were probably numerous kids and the houses were close. But I grew up out in the country and there was nothing around us for a hundred acres in any direction. So that stuff there just didn't happen. My closest, well, now my cousin Tim did live behind us and he and I, we would see each other all day. So at night we'd gotten to go our own ways, but the next closest kid to us was probably at least a mile and a half, two miles away. So wow, I missed out on all those type experiences that you're talking about there. Well, for the first 10, 12 years. But after that, I ended up living on a road where there were a couple of kids, but they were all three and four years younger. And, you know, it's not the same. Yeah. But we used to trade baseball cards all day long in the summer. And, mm-hmm. I, and I do mean all day long, like every day, which was weird because you're just swapping the same cards back and forth day after day after day. <laughs> so... We would get creative with it, um, and one day a week, we'd have a card auction, and everybody would have to put, like, five cards up for auction, and you'd, you'd take turns, and everybody had to make a bid, and so you'd all turn around in secret, and you're flipping through your book, <laughs> and whoever put the card up for auction had to take one of the bids, so if you didn't want it, you was just picking, like, a single common card and saying, yeah, there's my bid, and you know you weren't going to get it. <laughs> And you would gauge uh, the price, I guess you would say, of cards all week long. Because like, I remember the 87 Tops Mark McGuire rookie card. I wanted that card for some reason. And one of these guys had it. And all week long, I'm like willing to give up the bank. So he's gauging it, you know. Like, oh, get this. it's going to take more than that. It's going to take more than that. <laughs> and I never did get that card. But. Oh, man. So, and yeah. we thought we were living in high cotton. We'd have the Beckett magazines and we never had any really expensive cards. Mm-hmm. So we thought we were in high cotton. Like, oh man, this card's worth 50 cents. You know? Like, oh, yeah. okay. And then the, yeah. this is hard to believe. This is really hard to believe. But down at the end of this road, there was this old chicken farm, chicken barn thing. And you know how bad chicken barns stink. Oh, yeah. Uh, the guy who owned it took one of the stalls at the end and opened a baseball card store in it. (laughs) Uh, And I ain't making this up, you know? Uh, So not only did it smell bad, he just had this big collection of baseball cards. He was going to try to sell. We lived in the middle of nowhere. There's no traffic. There's no stores around there. You got to drive five miles to see a gas station. What was this dude thinking? (laughs) So we'd go down there. We'd ride our bikes. It was like a mile and a half ride. And we'd ride down there, and the guy was just trying to jip us like crazy. You know, oh, oh wow. yeah, I've got that Mark McGuire rookie card you're looking for. It'd be $20. What? <laughs> <laughs> it's worth three. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, see, when I started collecting, I, I it was later. And it was around the 89-90 era. So it was the King Griffey upper deck that we were always mm-hmm. trying to get. And then I tried to collect the whole 1990 Donra set, which is pretty much worthless now. But uh, <laughs> there's like no good rookies in there. And you've got this cool like Willie Stargell puzzle that we, you know, tried to get all the pieces for to, to put that together. But I remember doing the kind of the same thing, but with matchbox cars. Ooh. So we would all get, there was uh, me and I had a neighborhood friend named Tim. And another one named Scott, and we would all get together. We had all of our matchbox cars, uh, like our outside ones, in little you know boxes or whatever. And we'd dump them all together, and then we'd pick out like 
five. We'd do like round robin and or ten or whatever. And then the rest would be like the used car lot. So you could go trade in a car <laughs> later. But we would do that. And it was funny because I got these like old clunkers from the neighborhood lady next door that used to babysit me. She gave me some that, well, I guess were her sons. And they were all beat up, rusted, you know, from, I don't know, 10 or 15 years before when we were kids. And those were the ones that we would go for first. We'd like fight <laughs> over these old clunkers. I'll never wow. forget that. But yeah, we were all about, uh, you know, dumping all the uh, the Matchbox cars together and sitting for hours out in the driveway and playing during the summer months. But uh, well, let's let's go uh, change gears a little bit and let's go to like actual trips and stuff that we took, like summer vacations. We didn't take too many. We would go to. Uh, you know, amusement parks, things like that. But uh, we never did much camping or, or anything like that, like planned trips for like a whole entire week. Did y'all do well, any of that? Uh, most days of my summer was a trip because my dad worked for himself and he, he made his own deliveries. He bought and sold conveyor belt to coal mines. So he would sell a bunch of belt and we'd load it up. And it, he may be gone two days, three, four, five, one Mm-hmm. It didn't matter if I wanted to go, he said, get in the truck. So I, I learned to love to travel when I was really, really young. And, you know, he'd tell me the night before, Hey, I've got to go to Grundy tomorrow. I'll be back tomorrow night. You want to go? Yes, 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 yes. Because mm-hmm. I knew that if I not intentionally pestered him enough on the trip, but if I was just an aggravating kid, just normal aggravating kid, to shut me up, he would buy me a wrestling magazine at a gas station that we stopped at. And I would <laughs> sit over on the other side of the truck on the bench seat and, and read the thing from cover to cover and be quiet for six hours. So I always wanted to go on the trip so I'd get a wrestling magazine. That and I liked to eat out. And I knew we'd be eating out all the time. But we would actually take actual vacations, which were generally related to his work, though. If he had something he had to go look at somewhere and something was close to it that would be of interest to the family we'd all load up and go like he used to have to make a dedicated trip every year down to south carolina so we would take an extra three days go with him on that and we'd go to myrtle beach for a couple of days or mm-hmm. he'd have to go here and there uh, uh we're close enough to pigeon forge gatlinburg tennessee big resort towns uh, with Dollywood and all that, mm-hmm. that we would make that trip every year. And most years we would actually pull a camper and stay at a campground. So we combined trips, you know, you had a camping trip and you still gotcha. had Dollywood and go-karts and this and that. Um, we took a big trip, a two weeker out to Colorado, Utah, got to see a lot on that trip. Uh, we went everywhere, Niagara Falls, Grand Canyon, Nova Scotia, just all over the country as when I was a kid. Uh, I'll let you tell a few tales and then I'll tell you about our main summer tradition vacation though. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, we didn't, I didn't see the ocean until I was in college. So we did, you know, we're in the middle of central PA. We, uh, I remember taking a, a trip to like Lake Erie. It's like the biggest body of water I'd ever seen until I was in college. But we would go, you know, like little overnights here and there during the summer. I remember going this one's pretty vivid. I remember going to Hershey park and we went down, we got a motel room and I guess my dad was frugal or whatever cheap. You want to call it. I remember 
like sneaking down in the back seat because they only wanted to pay for like a double room or something <laughs> or a double bed. <laughs> so we're at the motel, right? And I'm I'm like laying down and I like sneak into the room and it was one of the I think I just slept on the couch or something and the next day I remember waking up and I was entranced with like the Jackson 5 cartoon. And I did not want to get up and go to Hershey Park because I was watching the Jackson 5. <laughs> you know, that's back in the days when the, the hotel still charged per body in the room. Yeah, yeah. And it was a yeah. higher price for adults than kids. So they would, I, yeah. They, <laughs> they, laid, they put me down. Hey, son, get down in the back seat so we don't have to pay for you. Well, we went, and this was on the trip to oh, Nova Scotia up through Canada one time. We were coming back and stopped at a hotel. And, and I walked in with my dad when he's checking prices. And he's like, yeah, there's four of us, two adults, two kids. And she could see my brother out in the car. And she said, how old is he out there? And my dad said, no, he's 16. And I looked up and said, uh-uh, Daddy, Michael's 18. <laughs> <laughs> so he had to pay for Son. a third adult. Oh, no. I got that look from him like Ralphie did from his dad on the side of the road changing yeah. the lug nuts in a Christmas story. <clears throat> you didn't get a wrestling magazine that next day, did you? <laughs> yeah. No, probably not. We did one road trip. <laughs> this would have been in high school um, after my parents had divorced. And dad, I, you know, for some reason, he just, let's go to Niagara Falls. Okay. So we just took a road trip and we stopped at uh, a couple little museums and stuff along the way. Uh, Got to see Niagara Falls. I think I was a sophomore or junior in high school. And that was just a fun little trip because we had like no agenda. And we'd stop and stop here and play, you know, miniature golf, or we'd stop over here and go through a railroad museum or something and went to the Pennsylvania Grand Canyon, which was a pretty cool place, like a state park. And they have a, they, they call it the Grand Canyon, but. It's not as grand as the real one, you know, but, uh, it was fun just getting out there and probably like you experienced with your dad on those trips and the little nuances of these little stores here and there was, was almost better than once you finally get there and see the, whatever you're going for, you know? <laughs> right. And I tell people that all the time. It was the trip, not the destination. It was the trip. That was all the fun for me. Because I loved staying in hotels and motels. One of those reasons was because they had cable TV that we didn't have at home. And that's where I discovered stuff like the Brady Bunch for the first time. Or mm -hmm. would see AWA wrestling on ESPN that I didn't get at home. And I just loved the hotels. You know, Of course, it also meant Dad was ordering Domino's delivery every night at a hotel. So. <laughs> the only other kind of like week-long little vacation or trip I would make was, was just to Boy Scout camp. And we did that a couple years in a row. Uh, I talked a little bit about that in that one uh, <laughs> article about bat dance that I put up on the site uh, last month where I snuck a boombox in the Boy Scout camp with my bat dance casingle. And that <laughs> thing was confiscated like the first day. I was so bummed. But we had fun little experiences, you know, at camp. And just the fact that you're out there and uh, at Boy Scout camp, you're trying to earn all your badges. So you're there's one night you spend in the woods and you make your own little lean-to shelter. So you get your wilderness survival badge. And then you go over to the leather shop and you go here and there 
earning all your little badges and uh, just that kind of fun stuff with all your buddies. So that was like a, almost like a vacation from your parents too. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you get out there, you're on your own with your friends and just kind of doing your own thing. And I always hated that last day of camp because you're saying goodbye to some friends, maybe some new friends, and then you're back to having to deal with your parents again. <laughs> back to real life. And back like we like to life. say on this show, real life sucks. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So what was your major trip every year? Well, I'm about to get just a little long-winded here, but uh, our main trip was always a camping trip, so to say. My dad was president of the Iron Mountain Riding Club, and it was a horse riding club, and they'd have shooting matches and this and that. But every year, starting on the 4th of July, or whatever the Saturday was there around the 4th of July, they would do wagon train for two weeks. Mm-hmm. And all these old guys in the riding club, they had all built old wagons, covered wagons, and they had horse teams. And you would start out at the clubhouse, but then you would ride in wagons all day or ride horses to the next stop. And some stops you'd stay one night, some stops you'd stay two nights. And you just traveled around the area, setting up camp like they would do on a wagon train, moving out west. But they kept it entertaining because... Uh, you had half the people driving wagons and people riding in them. You had the other half of the people would like pull their camper and get it set up to the next spot. And then they'd go get somebody else's camper who was driving a wagon and go get it set up. And they'd switch the next day. And, wow. Uh, so there was all these kids and people in this riding club were from several counties. So you had kids you've seen at your school. You had kids that you knew existed at other school from playing sports against them. And then you had all these kids you'd never seen before in your life. And you're staying on these big farms, and there would be 60 kids your age running across that farm all afternoon long and at night. But they would keep it entertaining because they'd do uh, cakewalks at night. Uh We'd have watermelon races. You know what a watermelon race is? Well, you're rolling the melon? No. Okay. No, no, no. They take you by age group. Like, let's get all six- and seven-year-olds up here. And they'll put a watermelon like 30 yards away. And they're like, go! And the first one to get there gets it. Oh, okay. I got you. (laughs) And so, you know, it's fun for kids because it's watermelon, right? But the real fun came with the older age groups. You'd get up, let's get all the 16 to 25-year-olds that want to do this. And they would converge on that watermelon at the same time. It would explode. It would explode. (laughs) A Gallagher moment on the trail. (laughs) And then... They'd bring in the flatbed trailer and they'd have some local dance band come in and play at night oh, a couple of times during the trip. And so it was a long two weeks and I always look forward to my mom would have stuff to do. Like she'd have to go get more groceries. So we'd leave wagon train, me and her, and we'd go to the closest town and <laughs> she'd be buying some grocery stuff. And I knew that like I had already worn through all the play value of whatever I had taken with me. And I was going to be getting something new because I was getting on their nerves. That's when I'd get new GI Joe men and things like that. (laughs) Uh, But you you was grilling out all the time and eating good. And you just wander over to other people's campsites. Like that smells good. You want some? (laughs) Heck yes, I do. (laughs) So you're eating constantly. And we done that for several years, every year. It was a Uh big event. So that was one of our big vacations and that I'm going to go into a lot more detail of all that this week on the site. That's the piece I'm putting together cool. for the for our theme week, 
two weeks. Well, 10 days, two weeks. You know, some people would come a day early. Some people would stay a day later because you'd end up back at the clubhouse for the last night where they'd have the big horse show. And, oh, I forgot, too. It always kicked off the first day or two of the event was at the clubhouse. One of the things they'd done to raise money for it was this big barbecue chicken dinner. Mm. And you've seen, you know, everybody would come buy these barbecue chicken dinners from all around. Um, you've seen those pull behind grills that people yeah. pull behind their yeah, trucks. Yeah, yeah. Imagine having about eight of those, every one of them full of barbecue nice. chicken quarters and stuff. That's how many of these things they sold to people. Nice. So, and that paid for the bands and the watermelons and the cakes and all that for the whole two week wagon train. So I remember them having a big chicken dinner at the county fair and they had several of those and it was always, <laughs> it was always next to the, like the stables and the pens and stuff. I don't know why they put it over there, but there was like a, and they're still there as far as I know. Uh, you know, the, you had the cow barn and then you had the pigs and sheep and then the chickens. And then you had your, <laughs> your chicken cookout. Well, you know, I, I know they're just like wheeling chickens from the back end of the, the pen up there to, to butcher up and eat, but I don't know. <laughs> I didn't put this in the in the article I'm writing about Wagon Train because I was too young to experience it. But you've seen the movies like The Great Outdoors where the boy meets the girl in town and yep. has a little yep. summer romance. Wagon yep. Train was full of that because you had all these teen boys and girls meeting each other for the first time. There was probably a hundred you know, boys and girls combined uh-huh. there. And you had all these two-week summer romances and you'd see them sneaking off into the woods at night <laughs> on the edge of the, the farm. So, I mean, it wasn't exactly dirty dancing type romance, but it was, it was something, you know, it, right. I wish I could have got a little older and experienced that part of it myself. But, yeah. Oh, uh, one more game they used to play. Well, they only played it once and I have pictures of it. And I think, yes, I did put the pictures in the article. They got this bright idea that let's have this game where we take our horses and we tie a balloon to each side of the saddle and we give everybody switches to try to pop the other balloons. <laughs> okay. You can see where this is going about to go bad in a real hurry here. Right. <laughs> so it was kind of like dodgeball, but you got switches and balloons and last horse standing with the balloons wins. They started whipping each other and they're not wearing shirts. Oh, they're no. flailing away with these switches. And if they're not smacking somebody across the bare flesh with it and causing them to scream like a girl, then they're smacking the horse with it instead of the balloon, causing it to buck and rear up. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that was a oh, one-time wow. event right there. They realized, yeah, we can't do that again. Wow. That's some uh, <laughs> that's some craziness right there. Brother, I'm from the country. I've told you. <laughs> What's that Jeff Foxworthy album, uh, Games Rednecks Play? Yes. There you go. That's there you one. go. That wow. and Donkey Baseball. Donkey not- I, after we talked about that, I remember there being donkey basketball in our hometown. Yeah, we and had you, that too. Yeah. We had all kinds of donkey games. It wasn't baseball. <laughs> it was basketball. <laughs> yeah. Wow. They tried donkey polo, but all the donkeys drowned. So. <laughs> <Ba-dum-bum>. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. So did you like dress up during these like little wagon trains or was it just... I mean, well, <laughs> did you did you try to get back into that era? Or? Well, you'll see in the pictures, um, people who were on it didn't have to get back in that era because they never <laughs> left it. 
this was a uh, cowboy hat wearing, flannel shirt wearing, Wrangler jeans, cowboy boot wearing crowd all the time. <laughs> they didn't dress up for wagon train. And the older folks were in their bibbed overalls and flannel shirts and big muck boots and yeah now us kids we were running around in pastel shorts and t-shirts and things getting these funny (laughs) looks from everybody else but they did take one day of the trip and do an old-timey day where Uh they'd give out awards for the most old-timey or whatever and it was always the winners were always people who were just naturally old-timey anyway they they weren't even in the competition but they got the trophies if you know what i mean (laughs) They're like, I just wore this shirt. This was out of my closet. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, the little old lady with the bonnet on and spitting tobacco. That's how she is all the time. But she won yeah. the award for being the most old time. <laughs> the Marlboro so the, man and his family. Yes. His family. Gotcha. Yeah. Fun stuff, man. It was wow. a lot of fun. It was a unique thing to do for vacation, but it was a lot of fun, I got to say. Sounds like a bunch of... I would have lasted like about three days, and I've been like, I'm done. Take me home, Mom. <laughs> oh, you know, kids today would never make it because back no. then we, you had no TV or anything, especially now with no Wi-Fi. God, am I? Yeah. Heaven forbid the Wi-Fi goes out. Screw yeah, it. and people were bringing their Walkmans and stuff, and they would be trading cassettes after two days with other people, <laughs> getting something bring, fresh to listen to. Bring the extra batteries, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Well, uh, we're going to leave it at that. We'll... Look out for that article, Mick, and we've got some other people, I think, chiming in this week on their summer vacations as well.